Welcome to the episode 12 of the Top Loader Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Gorillaship.co.uk, the UK's number one choice for sports card and memorabilia from the United States. And I'm very pleased to welcome a very good friend of the Top Loader Podcast and another absolute card maniac that people would have met at the London Card Show. And it's Jake from 90s Card Collector. How are you doing? Oh, great, mate. Thank you. Busy day at work, but I'm um, looking forward to talking about cardboard like uh, like the degenerates we are. <laughs> oh, we wouldn't want it any other way. We do our do our day's work and uh, talk cardboard. If it, if you went to a random person and said that, they'd be like, you're right, mate, but everyone in the hobby respects each other and uh, it's nothing better than talking cardboard and <laughs> also paper for stickers because I know we're going to be mentioning that at some point because it's a yeah. very interesting talking point and uh, yeah. especially when we get into the graded debate. But I think we've yeah. got to just go straight out and I think the first thing I'd like to ask people, and a lot of people's quite similar, but just <clears throat> why did you want to, why did you get into the hobby? But also why have you stayed in the hobby and especially turned into be quite a big collector and also people have seen you as vendors at card shows? Yeah, so um, it probably started when I was I was probably about eight or nine years old, okay, and it's actually started with uh, Pokemon cards, and you know I'd I'd be collecting them and stuff, and battling my mates outside my house and stuff, and uh, taking them into school on lunch break, doing deals and whatnot, and uh, and then I remember get, obviously I was always massively into football, so I remember going into Martin's newsagents. Um, and uh yeah i just used to have the little 50p packs you know i have a, like a box of 100 there um in the corner shop down there and uh, i'd go in and get like a couple of them two three of them um whatever mum would whatever mum would get me i'd bang my head on the floor to try and get more because you it, it's that buzz you know you're going to the shop you, it's so funny because you'd spend like you know even if it was like 20 minutes to get to the shop and back you, as soon as you walked out of that shop door, you've ripped open those sticker packs and you're like, damn, I didn't get the one I want. Mum can have two more. <laughs> so, um, so so it was kind of come from that and then just filling up the album, filling up the sticker album was just like the buzz you'd get when you get one that you actually needed. It's like got, got need and do your trades and stuff. It was, uh, that was kind of how it started. And then I kind of went off of that into, <clears throat> obviously into secondary school as I grew up uh and obviously i was out i was out of the hobby at that stage for a, for a good while i still kept my original boyhood pokemon cards i still got the ones that i've won at tournaments and the ones that i've traded with people and stuff lost all of my Yu-Gi-Oh cards um which is pretty annoying because i noticed that some of them are pretty pretty good money right now and uh <clears throat> so yeah i kept kept hold of them got back into the football probably uh probably year 10 just but not not really much just one or two albums shoot out cards and stuff and then from there that was it went off into the world of work and i came back it came back around when someone tagged me in something i think someone had pulled like a charizard or something on instagram i was like i didn't even know the world existed uh on, on instagram so anyway i've gone and then there's these breakers and then like oh yeah you could buy a spot and i'm like what it's well it's much cheaper than buying a box um all right cool yeah i'll, I'll go for that and then i started getting into the football and then i started seeing loads of breakers and i was like these lads are sound and they're my generation they're my kind of age let's you know um let's do this and just got on with a load of people obviously you get there's there's been a couple of dodgy geezers to say the least but uh you know on the whole everyone's been quite welcoming into the hobby and quite understanding and respectful of certain people's tastes you know no, 100%. I think, obviously, a lot of people echo the same <coughs> statements that when there was a kid getting the one, two packs of with Murdin, Premier League, World Cup, Euros, whatever it was, and 
knowing that you'd probably have 14 out of the 15 that was in your hand or even 15 out of the 15. It was just chasing that one random player from a country that you've never even thought about and a player that you've never heard of playing for a team you never heard of. Yeah, but exactly. For that two weeks, he was the best player in the world and I needed him in my sticker book. So I, yeah. thought, I think I remember that a Trinidad and Tobago player from the World Cup and I was like, I need to get this player. I really, really want yeah. him. Can't remember who it was. If so, if he was standing next to me, wouldn't have a clue who he was, but yeah, it's just how it works. But I think yeah. Go on. I was going to say, I remember that, uh, just as you said that, I just re- flashback to me swapping either double of Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. And obviously being a Chelsea fan, I've obviously wanted to collect. I was so, didn't want to give it away. But one of them, it was a bit bad. It was a bit rough around the edges. I played a bit. I'd shown people, taken it in and out of the pocket um, of the of the binder and stuff. And I remember swapping it for some awful player. I think it might have been a uh, Sunderland player at the time. To uh, just to just to complete that squad, and I, I oh, mate, I couldn't. <laughs> I just exactly what you said. Some random players, mate, that you just needed to fill it, and it had to be done. I'm just looking over there, and I've got a shootout album of 2004, 2005, and that was one where I gave away so many nice players for some absolute shitters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I had some of conversation with one of my mates about this the other day, and he was thinking how funny it would have been, like. 15, 20 years ago when you're collecting these players and we, we would have had Ronaldo rookies just sat in our hands and we thought, oh, just Ronaldo, it's just this man new player and now these stickers are worth uh, more than the whole album near enough combined. But that's yeah. quite fun. it's good to say I was going through my old collection really hoping that I just had a bundle of them spare, but sadly that uh, didn't never come to fruition and I'm not sitting on a lovely pile of stickers. But I think I'm talking about stickers because we're talking about it and we was having a chat before at the London Card Show and pub afterwards about the difference between like pre-modern, modern and vintage. I'm a personally a massive fan. I know you are as well. Pre-modern slash vintage. Do you, do you think it's so overlooked in the hobby of these legends who are just not getting any credit at all? When Whereas you get a 17-year-old kid from South America whose rookie card could be worth 50 quid and never, no one's ever heard of. Yeah, it's, it's I've got to be honest, it's criminal. Um, but this comes onto a wider subject rather than just the stickers or pre-modern vintage versus modern rookies. Um, obviously, the rookies of any player is going to be worth more because it was their first card or whatever. Um, example, like I was saying, in that shootout book that I got there is I've got Ronaldo's only two star. He used to be able to go up to four star. Now, they've got some players in there that are four star who are not are like levels below Ronaldo now. So it just goes to show getting them early could be all right. But I think that there's been like a, from my experience, from what I've seen, is that there's a massive disparity in how we value certain players and and rookies. So people buying rookies now. I mean, I'm criminal of doing it myself as well. But obviously, when you see a good player, you're gonna you're gonna try and back it because you think that you're gonna your assets will 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 increase in value. But you don't realise that it's already priced in that increase to some extent, um, unless you've got a really low numbered one or a really rare one that no one else has got, or it's pop really low pop and it's a high grade. Um, so yeah, it's, um, I think that, yeah, the legends don't definitely don't get enough respect. I mean, you know, in terms of uh, monetary value, but then again, they have been around longer. There are more of their cards out there from various sets. So I kind of half get it on that point of view, but there should be no reason at all why I can go on eBay and pick up what, like what I did last month, I picked up a Jim Franco Zola auto for $60. Now for $60, what rookie could I buy of, you know, anything 
even 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 un, even to 25 what kind of rookie could i buy you, you can certainly write off musiala pedri all, all of those like you can you can do balance you can write all of those off because i might be lucky to get a uh, high numbered one for that kind of money you know like or to 150 or to 175 if i've, if I've had a touch you know um so yeah there's definitely not enough monetary respect for those legends of the game and especially they're iconic you know they're players of our generation we've watched them we've seen what they can do and and they changed the game or well, they inspired us to just to, to to be to be more interested in football whether it's collecting playing or just follow it you know so uh yeah definitely think they're undervalued yeah fantastic point and i was um literally talking to aaron from <laughs> investing in soccer and the grading club about this is that point about certain players and how they just don't get credit and it is criminal but then I think the thing that's even more criminal, sometimes I see a rookie sticker of a player and I look, because obviously people naturally just go for the rookie cars because it's got the RC logo on, but actually stickers from really random sets. Like you've got some South American players, don't even know if it's fully legit, the stickers half the time, but you've got like under 18 World Cup stickers. FIFA 365 is a very good example because there's quite a few rookies in there. But it's interesting because obviously... Tops and Panini love the RC logo. That's their money maker. They know if they get the RC logo on a card, but it's not always the money. It's not always the first card. It's not always the best card either. Because you look at, I think the perfect example is Jude Bellingham. The geezer had about forty different rookie cards. Every, wherever they could, Tops now uh, curated sets, uh, chromes, everything like that. They went <coughs> stick the rookie logo on it, and it kind of kind of wears thin a bit on me now the RC logo because I'm like yeah, it's nice it's his first year but not always the RC logo means it's actually their rookie and there's been a few cock-ups from Tops and Panini I think the certain player Dan Juma at Villarreal comes to mind because he um, had his name changed they thought he was a rookie again so maybe yeah, a rookie <laughs> for, for every name change he was a Grunveld before signing for uh Villarreal when he was at Bournemouth and before that when he was in Belgium and he had rookies there and then moved to Villarreal, changed his name, got another rookie. So always look yeah. out for stickers. Is there any player in your collection especially? And we're not going to go cards at the moment because I know you've got some beauties in the collection. Yeah. Sticker-wise, is there any proper legend rookies that you're like, I'm really happy you're in my collection or even you've got your eye on that you might send off for grading because I know you're a big grader as well. Yeah. Um, well, I... Uh... Sent off with uh, with Aaron actually from investing in soccer. I actually sent off the uh, the Messi and Ronaldo their first World Cup 2006 World Cup uh, the Panini World Cup stickers. So I sent them off for grading. They both came back a PSA nine, which was I was chuffed with. But we're we're expecting nine to tens. Um, unfortunately, PSA had slabbed a like a what looks like a like a beard or a mustache hair inside the Messi slab um so but so that was quite a comical one but I was never going to sell them anyway they were always going to be for my personal collection being world cup year as well and this probably being their last world cup for each of them um I'd certainly be interested in getting the stickers for this world cup when they eventually come out but I've gone for a phase over the last few months where I've started opening the boxes of of uh, the world cup stickers so obviously I started a bit backwards I've gone, I've gone with the 2006 um, I went straight on to the 2010s, obviously the 18, 14. Um, and now I'm on the hunt for a 2002 career box and also a 98 France 98 box. Obviously, they're, they're rare as hen's teeth. I've got to, I've got to try and uh, see what I can do. I know a few people have got them for sale, but they're they're well priced. Let's put it that way. So, uh, but yeah, definitely going to be, be collecting some. I've got some nice ones from, from those World Cup sets. I've got some nice ones in there. Players that had their first years. 
um, their first World Cup years, you know. So, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to uh, to trying to open those ones and see what I can get as well. No, definitely. I can definitely say that I've researched the price of the 98 boxes. For one, for me, Sierra Henry in that set, and people want 30 quid for his sticker. So I naturally thought, oh, I'll buy a box of it, and then I see the box, and there's a reason why it's priced. Actually, it's a very good uh, selection of stickers in that one, and a very nice design as well. I quite like them. And like we say, 2002 for Korea Japan World Cup. It's some of the best panini products out there i think not just stickers but cards as well i really like their designs and it's good to see world cups getting the credit and it's like we say we're moving into a world cup this year so there is going to be um boxes out there and it's nice i think because we're now in a position where we're working and we can afford it will you be buying a box of 22 world cup Qatar stickers when it comes out 100 percent. i've got to be not not only for that it's just like it's for me, it's like the end of a generation um, because the last World Cup was was part of that and the World Cup before was part of that. But, um, I mean, you start talking about some of the iconic players that aren't going to be here for the World Cup after this and you start thinking, in one way, it's a bit sad because those are memories of players that you've watched for quite some, some years. But in another way, you've got these young players coming up and it's a chance for them to prove themselves on the global stage and, and, see, what, and see what they're about, really. I'm sure there's going to be some ones that people have slept on that will come to fruition, um, especially not in the top four or five top teams in the world, international teams. Some of some of the some of the mid teams, you know, you're going to start finding some some players who are going to come of age, let's say. Um, so yeah, definitely. I mean, the the one that I got actually was the one of them that I picked out was the Ronaldinho, and I seen that. And I remember just watching this guy play football, and it was like poetry in motion. Like the the guys just mustered, and he's flair. And the swagger, the charisma, all of it goes with it. And it's just like, that's what football's about. Football, the World, the World Cup. I remember when a World Cup Brazil, just like putting some, putting some like salsa, samba, samba type Brazilian beach music on and just like doing some keepy uppies in the garden, getting in the spirit, having a few drinks. And it's like, yeah, man, this is, that's what the World Cup's about because, it's, you know, you do get those obscure teams that come from, you know, um, other parts of the world that aren't, aren't, aren't the big teams, you know, and then it's the underdog story. You know, I remember... I remember watching an England game one time and I was like, oh, do you know what? There's, there's um, who was it was playing afterwards? It was like South Korea against someone. So two really obscure teams that like weren't going to, they weren't like the bottom of their group, but we still went to watch it because, you know, it's the World Cup, man. Usually like this, we wait four years for this. You know, people, people put off their wedding for this kind of stuff. People like try and plan around when they're, gonna have their missus when they're gonna conceive their baby so that they can plan it around the world cup you know so it's a big deal and uh, for people that truly love football um they're, they're, they'll feel exactly the same way you know oh 100 i can't wait for the world cup like you say cannot wait to rip them packs because there's going to be some big legends obviously like you say cr7 messi also the youngsters in their first world cups as well it's going to be a thing where in the past, I used to stick the stickers straight in. This time, I might wait for a dupe before sticking them in, just in case I want to send them off. And I think that's where another question of mine comes in. When when we're looking at grading cards, and especially stickers and cards, I know um, for me, I've just submitted some 1990s slash early 2000 bits, which are just I think they look the best. I think, especially when you look at some of the Panini Foot, the front series from the 80s to the 90s, they just look... They look retro because obviously they are, but they they just don't make them the same anymore. They're really designed well. The colours pop off the screen. Is there anything that you've had your eye on recently, especially 
obviously, like I say, you picked up a Gianfranco Zola, but actually sticker-wise, is there any rookie players you think, oh, I might pick up one of them, or like your idol in football, you're like, oh, I could do with a few more of them in the P6. I'm doing this every single day. I'm looking at your likes of your Dennis Bergkamp, the Patriot, Thierry Henry, for example, last night, a raw Thierry Henry (laughs) Monaco 98 sticker sold for £700 raw. And I can tell by the grade, the corners were beaten up as well. And I was just like, these stickers are going places now. I think people are really clocking onto it. So is there anyone you're trying to trying to beat the curve to? Or well, I'm gonna give you 24 hours off recording this till it comes out. So you might have a jump on some people before they jump on the bandwagon. Right, I better get I better get spending them before everyone starts looking. Now um uh do you, do you know what? Um R9, Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo was mustard. Um Zlatan, obviously Zlatan's confidence is brilliant. I remember there was a page, there was a page that came out on Facebook called Slatan Facts. And they have all kinds of things that people just made up on there, like random facts that bigged up Zlatan. I remember there was one on there that said uh rumor had it that you once killed two stones of one bird and stuff like that. And I thought it's fucking brilliant, you know. <laughs> but no, yeah, Zlatan, Ronaldo's quality, um, on nine, you know, Ronaldinho, Rivaldo, all the Brazilians of that era. And then, you know, you start to look to the Italians, you know, the Totti, the Pirlo, the Cannavaro, those kind of creme de la creme players who they're just, I think that personally, I think they're one in a generation, some of those players. Um, I know not one because there's, there's multiple of them, but I think what we've witnessed in 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 this generation that we've had of, of players is that we're the most talented individuals that collectively made up teams. And I think now it's kind of, there's only one or two individuals in the whole team and the rest are kind of just doing a job, you know, generally speaking. Um, even in the England team, you know, um, you, you're going to find that, you know, everyone's looking at the focal point of Kane, we're looking at a midfield, you know, we're not no longer looking at a Lampard-Gerrard, although they never particularly done too well together. Um, you know, we're no longer looking at a Rio and a JT, you know, so it's, it's, it's just interesting. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how it develops. I think that, you know that this this conversation that we have about you know hobbyists and there's every, I, I wouldn't like to consider myself as a purist or anything like that because a lot of people are like oh yeah you know he only collects this or that but um you know I do think that I think we've kind of lost way a little bit um that it's become more about profiteering on on cards that we've got rather than collecting it because you actually value that player as a player regardless of what someone else sees the, the player as and I've got caught up in that as well. You know, I've been at the card show and people have made offers on cards and I've gone to check a quick comp quickly and check, is that is that a fair price for it? Do you know what I mean? And I know it's all subjective, just like the grading, you know. Um, it's all about opinions, you know. So, but I, I think, yeah, some people have lost way a little bit, myself included. It's easy to get, um, it's easy to get caught up in it all um, with with trying to profiteer on, 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 on a few cards, but flip a few cards, grade a few and flip a few. But I always look to do it to kind of cover grade costs for ones that I plan to keep um so for example if I got a card that I wasn't particularly wanting to keep I graded it it done well sell that on profit that I make off the back of that is to pay for the grading cost of the other ones that I plan to keep so that's kind of how I've looked at it or try to do it to make just it's the equivalent of breakers basically taking their favorite player or team in their own break and it's basically like a free hit you know so it's the same thing but I think uh yeah, we've got to be careful how it goes, especially if we want it to be sustainable long term. But yeah, there's definitely more people coming to Derby. I remember the first show I was at was London Card Show in Tolworth, and we had uh, we had half a hall 
And then the other half of the hall was some OAPs playing badminton. And this place was a sweat box, mate. But I, I tell you, it was good fun. It was like a good crack. And then the second one, we managed to get the whole hall. And then the one after that, I became a vendor for the first time. So I was, I've had like two or three shows now where I've uh, had a table there. And it's been it's been good, really successful. And I've seen it grow massively. And I mean, it's not going to be long before we're, we're filling out the likes of... Uh, the likes of uh, XL and stuff. I mean, I know they're massive, but there's a lot of collaborations that could happen that could see that happen earlier. So, oh no, hundred percent do agree. Like we say, the hobby is getting is booming. Obviously, there was a massive boom over lockdown where everyone was sitting indoors, basically living on eBay, buying cars, doing breaks, and all that. But that, but now we're really seeing a new influx of people coming in who are really looking into the market, and it's even quite a load of like we're saying hobbyists look. All that because there's a lot of investors. I think that's what I've seen a lot recently as well. Is it's not just obviously the UK; it's all across the world. And I think it's not a pro- it can be a problem at times, but not always. But these yeah. people are coming in with some serious capital behind them, where they've normally put it into I don't know a cryptocurrency or a, a stock or something like that. Now they're thinking, I've seen this one card, one of one, whoever it is, sell for a hundred thousand. I need to be in this market. Let me, and it's yeah. really bringing in. I think you see it more on eBay than shows big money from all around the world coming in and it's raising certain prices and some cars are obviously unattainable to just the general collector because they're like either massive cards or very rare i think like a perfect example is for any arsenal collector is the martinelli saka smith row triple auto i think there's one i think one at the moment which is number seven listed up for seven and a half thousand dollars so wow. it's one of them that the normal person is never going to be able to buy that so you're going to have to luck it in a break but I don't know if you've seen this. Obviously, being a vendor is a different experience at a show to a, a collector or someone who's just going around just to talk to people. But is it harder, especially at shows, to shift the big ticket items compared to the Larix? I when I was going around the show, it seemed like everything for like up to fifty dollars or hundred dollars was selling all right. But then you got to the some some cars up into the thousands that just didn't have much interest in them. Yeah, I mean, it was multiple, to be honest. Um, I think the big deals generally go to people who are able to offer a part trade. Um, that was happening quite a bit with a few. I mean, previously, it's worked out quite well where I've set up deals in advance. So, for example, even when I was on the other side and I was making a purchase, um, I bought some uh, cards off of Leader, um, who's big into basketball. And I've got a massive, huge uh, Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman PC. Um, obviously iconic Chicago Bulls of 90s you know so I had to um, <clears throat> and you know so I'd set up a big deal with him uh, one show just before so you know sometimes I think they're pre-planned and they're like come and see me at the show we'll see what we can do we're close I'm pretty sure we can do something you know um, but yeah it, it's one of those where not everybody coming to the show um, is there to spend big money some people are there to collect a few nice items for their PC something that they maybe haven't seen yet on eBay or they have seen, but you know, when they've got when you've got it in the flesh, the good thing is that you can you can assess it for yourself with your own eyes, not with a couple of pictures. You know, there's there's the common tricks that I've always seen people take pictures from certain angles to hide the centering and this and that and print lines and scratches. So, you know, it, it is a bit funny online, but uh, you know, once you've got your trusted people, you know, then then you're sweet because I've got a few, quite a few trusted people who are. I'd happily buy for on their word, you know, there's, there's quite a few of them. And um, yeah, but at the card show, the also, the other thing is I normally go, you know, a little bit below the comps, to be honest with you, when I'm at the show, because I haven't got to pay the eBay fees. There's no, 
you know there's no recourse you know once once you've transacted you've made a deal you know you've shook hands on it off they go with their card off you go there's no sort of people trying to charge back uh even though you know they've received a card or it's been signed for on ebay or whatever that's why even when someone's bought a five card a five quid card from me i send it signed for regardless it doesn't matter i'm sorry that's the cost to send it if you want to buy this from me it has to be signed for because that's just how it is you know you get a 50 quid compensation on it from royal mail um if, if, it, if it goes missing but it just generally you know who, who you're dealing with anyway you know who the right people are in, in the hobby and, and and the well-respected people are um but yeah no i think i think it's i think it's massive you know i'm i'm, I'm definitely looking forward to to what's to come you know it's, it's going to keep growing and growing oh 100 i think even to the people who are brand new in the hobby i think it seems like it's really ramped over the last couple of months it's really scaling up you've got a lot more content creators you've got a lot more breakers but also with the breakers who are already established it's really growing demand for certain spots because i remember a good like year and a half ago where if you wanted a certain team in a break you'd probably 99 times out of 100 you'd get them whereas now mm. there's a bit more demand for spots and everything and i think at the show that was quite an interesting thing because i went around talking to different sellers and i was just like like have you got any of this and a lot of times it was like oh someone's already picked this up but which is great to see it's people that's what we we don't want it that is styled and no one in it you want competition for cars it naturally mm. over a period of time it will increase values it will increase demand like when you want to sell something there'll be someone waiting there for it and mm-hmm. i think moving on to the next thing which was perfectly thing with the london card show it's obviously there was 900 people like actual 900 people without vendors and everything else and it was a very good range of sports um memorabilia, uh, modern to vintage, uh, breakers, it had graders, obviously tops there yeah. as well. So seeing tops at these shows, it I don't know if it has the same effect on you as it does me, but that really shows uh, interest on their behalf to actually be like, look, we're taking this market serious now and we're all for the UK scene. I don't know how you felt when you actually see like the likes of tops, no doubt Panini very soon, hopefully at London Culture, that would be lovely as well. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. I mean, they've got first mover advantage now. They've they've been in. Uh, they should they should they've shown an interest. Um, and they sh- they shown up and they done they done their thing, you know. So and and credit to Harry and the boys for putting a together a well run show again. There was a great diversity of cards, pretty much, and that's what you say when people talk about the national in the states, and they're like, any card you want, you can find there. Um, it's not we're nowhere near that yet, but there was a good diversity. A diverse amount of cards i mean i picked up some box it boxing card packs i mean you, you've seen the pack that i opened they're really and since i've ordered some boxes i like the look of them so much you know i've pulled a uh lennox lewis from a, like a two quid boxing card and i think boxing cards haven't been tapped into yet I've, so i've ordered a couple of boxes of those for myself to rip i don't i don't break or sell them or anything like that i'll be i'll be i'll be opening those myself probably on a stream or something for some fun but um yeah, so there was there was all kind of cards there. I mean, I managed to get over to uh, Aaron and submit probably just under thirty cards for PSA. Um, I had some cards come back from MGC. I gave him one hundred and fifty and some about thirty stickers from his new sticker slabs, which I'm looking forward to seeing them in the flesh now. Um, so yeah, I got some of those back in time and managed to sell some of those at the show, and again cover some of my grading cards for PSA and so on and so forth. But yeah, no, th- th- this was the first show actually where I met someone who deliberately traveled from abroad to come to the London card show. And it was a guy from Finland. Um, and he said, he said, this is brilliant. You know, this is a great show. I don't know why more people haven't 
haven't traveled from from europe for it yet um and he was working out all of these prices and stuff and i think he spent about 300 quid with me but uh, a lot of them were like ronaldo's and messi's he was picking up loads of ronaldo and messi's like all the stickers that i had of ronaldo and messi he was just picking those up um i guess he's going to be one of these guys who just does a bulk submission um somewhere but um yeah, that was that was an interesting thing, and I think we'll, that will start happening. You know, as as the the hobby's growing in Europe as well, I think it's just gonna that there'll be more traveling between the two. You know, I know there's a Germany show going on and stuff, so yeah, it's going to be bigger this side. And eventually, once that connection is made within Europe, it's going to start floating across the border. Obviously, a lot of us travel over to uh, to the US at national. Um, let's hopefully hopefully some of them are start going to come going to start coming the other way. To be honest. Oh, no, definitely. I think as soon as you see the US take interest in anything the UK is doing, we know we're doing something right. And that's definitely what's happening with the hobby. And uh, I think perfectly alluded into MGC there, and you talking about PSA, obviously, with your latest submissions. And when it comes to graded versus raw, it's a very interesting debate. It's one that could go on for hours into the night. But mm. have you got a personal preference between the two? Because personally, I like getting stuff graded A keeps it protected. I think that's one of my main things. Also gives mm-hmm. you the rating if you did want to set it down the line. But I don't see anything wrong with raw, but then I always have the question in my head is why is someone selling it raw and not getting it graded? Do you ever have the same thoughts when buying something? Especially with a decent card. Um especially with a decent card, I'm like, why haven't you submitted this? You know, um because everyone else has submitted this card. There must be something wrong with this card, you know? Um but then again, it's like, like I said, who are you buying from? You know, you buy from someone random on eBay that you've never bought from before, or you buy from someone that you can trust. Um, not the people that you can trust, which obviously aren't always too many, um, don't always have the card that you're after. You know, it's like certain breakers don't always have the sets that I'm collecting. So obviously they don't get my custom there on on that particular break. You know, you can't you can't go into you can't be loyal to everyone, let's say, because they don't have the sets necessarily that you're collecting at the time or certain players that you're chasing. So, you know, at some point you got to be a bit selfish on certain things, but in terms of the grading and who I prefer going back to that point. And um, I mean, at the moment, MGC, obviously I've got a quicker turnaround. We're supporting a UK grading company. The slabs actually, fit, actually fit the cards better than the PSA ones. I've got to be honest with you, because you can get this thing on the PSA ones. It's called Newton's ring. It's where like the plastic stuck to it and it looks like it's a damaged card and people that don't know any better would say, oh, that's damaged. I'm not buying that. Even though it's a 10 or even though it's a nine, it's got that. And then you have to educate people about it. And they're like, is this guy trying to pull a fast one? Is he not? And even I only just found out about it when I got my my stickers back, um, you know, and it's perfectly fine. They're not damaged or anything. It just makes them look ugly in, in the thing, you know? So, uh, you know, so an actual correctly sized slab, ever so slightly, was was enough. Um, and and again, like I said, Jake, Jake's Jake's a good guy. You know, I've been up there. We went up there when uh, the UK card show was on. We didn't manage to attend that, but managed to head up to MGC, seen the grading lab there, done some trades, opened some boxes, um, and and saw how how the submissions are done. You know, and it's, it's an interesting thing to see. But I think the cards up to the value of around about two hundred pounds. I'm really comfortable submitting to to MGC. I think anything above that, I'd start to have a look at what potential resale value is. Again, it's only really if I'm interested in reselling it. If I'm interested in keeping it, it depends what I'm looking at in my collection. You know, the SGC slabs are thicker. They don't really fit in my cases as well. But then again, some cards looked really nice on it. For example, my uh, Tiger print Dennis Rodman, it was off-centre and SGC are the harshest people to send it to when it's off-centred. 
And because of the black surround on the slab and the tiger print with the black and orange, I thought that would look so cool. So I sent it to them. And of course, they gave it an 8.5, you know, that if that was going to PSA, that would be a nine, you know, um, maybe even a 10 because they're 60, 40 on the front and 70, 30 on the back, I think. So, you know, it would have been close, but, you know, that's, that's just what it is. I mean, everyone's got their own personal preference. The narrative that I can't get my head around is, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's been a lot of bashing of certain grading companies and stuff without people that have actually, they haven't actually experienced the service yet, or they haven't actually held one in their hand. Um, and just because they, they want to be seen as being purists or, you know, on the upper echelons of the, the slab collectors, you know, they would only go to this grading company. And that's fair enough. Maybe they hold collections like that, but yeah, you shouldn't be great. You shouldn't be slating anyone's grading companies, particularly if you haven't tried them you haven't seen it in the flesh and you haven't seen the people behind the scenes and what they're actually trying to do to support the uk hobby if we keep tarnishing our own names or shitting on our own doorstep what, what can we expect of the value of our cards in five to ten years time when people are really feeling the pinch on cost of living and luxuries like you know a bit of fun of card breaking and stuff maybe go out the window or maybe less new money comes into it which means that the prices tank a little bit so uh, apart from the the really high end stuff so you know, we've all got to just, you know, scratch each other's back a little bit, um, be, be, be genuinely good people, you know, and, uh, and, and, and do it being for the right reasons, you know, um, although it's good for some people to make some money on the card scene, you've got, you've got to do that. It's part of it. It's like, you know, no one's doing this for free, you know? So, but yeah, at some point there's got to be a line where you're like, right, this, listen, this is enough. I did see, I remember when the Don Russ came out and I saw the hobby boxes of Don Russ, like three times, four times the price it was released at. And I was like, this is unbelievable. And it's been, it's been broken like at $400, you know, I was like, this is just insanity, you know, but I think, I think, I think we're heading in the right direction. There's more people in it. You're always going to get a couple of bad eggs. We, everyone's seen the, seen, seen them over, over the month. So, you know, but we're in a positive place and I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what my cards come back as from these grading companies. The, the PSA one I sent to Aaron was quite interesting. We had uh, some vintage Man United on-card autos that I bought at an auction. Um, so they, a lot of the big names have gone to him, including a Beckham on-card auto. So looking forward, I am just wanted to get those authenticated, the actual autographs, to make sure that they're actually the real deal, which I believe they are, because they came with some like scarves and pins. I think it was like a probate, might have been some old boys collection at some point, you know. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. No, oh, no, definitely. I think it's always great when you see PSA submissions. Don't matter if it's your own one or someone else's. It's always good to see the flick throughs. I know yeah. Aaron does them a lot on his uh, social media platforms, but it is great to see. Um, obviously, not always good. Sometimes you get the questionable ones. I was watching Aaron's stream today, and he was uh, doing a submission, and it was a PSA one come back. And is that the Mane? Yeah, this is you knew exactly oh, the card I was yeah. going for. It was a red oh. stainless steel, a stainless star, sorry, Sadio Mane from Impeccable. And it's a lovely card. If anyone hasn't seen it, check it out. It's full it's beautiful. red. Yeah. Lovely card. And I was thinking, hmm. yeah, I mean, he did reference it. It was like, I oh, won't be surprised what this actually graded. And I was like, a metal card. It's not sharp edges, it's rounded corners because it's metal. It comes with a protective cover on it. So I was thinking, surely it's not got much. And it scored a five. And yeah, he, he was perplexed. The person didn't even have a clue why it was. And obviously that's sometimes you it's very hit and miss grading. I think that's what people mm. need to learn is that you're not mm. always going to gem in. You're not always going to get a nine. 
And especially when you're looking at the retro stuff, like you're saying, the Futera mm. cars that you've got, they're very hard cars, especially the older ones to even go, because you've got to think how long they've been passed down. People weren't sleeving them and top loading them in the 90s yeah. when them cars were coming out, especially the Futera yeah. sets, which were what, late 1970, 1997 to 99, I believe. Yeah, yeah, around about that. Um, especially being uh, on card is fantastic yeah. as well. Yeah, that, 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 that Mane, I was, you know, and he, like you said, not everyone's gonna, 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 gonna get it bang on every time, not every grader. You know, all it can take is you've woken up in the morning and your car didn't start. Or you had to get a cab to work, or you, you missed breakfast, okay? And now you've got to go and do a grade, you've got to go and do and sit down and do six hours of grading, and, and you're looking for a spotlight and, and a magnifying glass. And you're like, mate, I'd rather be anywhere else but this. And it, it could be the simplest little thing, you know, whether there's a bit of dust that's come under the light or there's a, or whatever it is, you know, someone's thought they've seen something that they, that they haven't actually seen and they've got to get through a certain amount of workload because that's how they make it profitable. You can't, they, they can't say, right, all you've got to do today is 20 cards or 30 cards. You need, they need to be doing more than that because the demand's there. They need to keep the time scales down and they need to be getting through the bulk. So they're under a little bit of time pressure there and there's a fine balance there certain grading companies got to be careful because there's a certain balance there between rushing it and making mistakes or just, you know, like, like they've done correctly in the past up the, up the fee, you know, just have right regular express super express. Now the economy is starting to come back in because I'm guessing they've got less subs or they've, you know, because of the increases and stuff. So, you know, I think there's, there's a fine balance there and it is subjective. You know, it just, it just, every, everyone's different you now, but that, that five on the Mane was, seemed really harsh especially like you said metal card around the corners and stuff um i don't know what they've seen for that but you know and, and the funny thing is like i said not everyone's gonna get a psa 9 2006 world cup panini sticker messy with a bit of someone's mustache in it you know i i have for me ebay one of one boys you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah definitely i think it's obviously a fantastic yeah, thing just to see great and i think there was one other st- uh, sticker i'm going to say which really took my attention in that was a was merlin sky sports david beckham foil it was an absolutely beautiful sticker and it actually got a 10 as well it, it there's sometimes it's incredible Sometimes it doesn't have to be their first sticker. It's just an incredible one. It's a different picture, very usual pictures with David Beckham. Uh, it's either with his arm whipped out, putting in a free kick or cross, or the famous celebration where he scored from near enough, scored from on the halfway line. But such a lovely sticker. And sometimes when you get these retros in a tent, enough, I don't think anything will beat them personally. No, nothing. Um, so we definitely will look forward. Obviously, your submission is going off this week with the May submission. So. Hopefully we'll get that. Is there anything else outstanding for you at the moment, which is across the seas at grading, or is this going to be the batch that you're going to be waiting on? This is the batch I'm waiting on. However, I think in this batch, I've got a black velocity Pedri to 25, a green wave Pedri, to, uh, Pedri not numbered, but green wave is pretty low numbered. Um, uh, so, so, yeah, low print run. So those will go... Those will go along with, I've uh, got a red carbon fiber Kai Havertz. Um, what else have I got there? I could tell you, I've got, I've got a Timothy Ware, immaculate to 99 auto, obviously with the USA being in the World Cup and then playing England. I think that's going to be a pretty good one. I've got my pre-grades back from Aaron as expected on uh, Sunday, yesterday. So, uh, you know, I think uh, 
there's here we go i've got them, got them up here in front of me so on the others or out of all of the cards that i'd sent the kai havertz red carbon fiber ah oh, here's one not particularly valuable or not too valuable should i say graham lasso auto flashback auto to five yeah, it's a gold card um it's predicted a nine ten. um a christian pulisic breakaway auto again not slightly off center one soft corner you said sort of an eight or nine I got a Roberto Carlos auto, um, purple auto from Obsidian, um, and that one is graded. It's, it's, it's given a, a pre-grade of quite a wide range. You said there's a little scratch on the front of the card, which they might not pick up. It's that faint, and you know, if someone in a rush could easily miss that, and he said that could easily get a ten. But he said if they do pick that up, it can affect the score massively, and that could end up being a six. You know, so. This is the benefit of paying a little bit extra to have a pre-grade done from some experienced guys with, with, with you know, who's looking at cards of all kinds of quality and age and uh, whether it's foil, whether it's not, whether it's sapphire, whether it's not, um, having someone glance their eyes over first. And you can decide what you send or what you don't send, you know. Of those vintage Futera on-card autos, I've sent off an Alex Ferguson, two Bobby Charltons, a Brian Robson, a Beckham two Geordie Cruyffs, two Paul Skulls, two Roy Keens, two Brian Giggs. So they've all gone off with the on-card autos from Futera. And of course, they're between sort of three on the low end and eights, nines on the high end. And that's just the nature of that, the age of those cards. I mean, they've been in the binder probably since they were they were, they were were collected, you know. So they're a not bad nick. Um, and I've just gone through the other binder that I've got of those and pulled out uh, a variety of teams there: Arsenal, Leeds, Newcastle, Liverpool. I got I just found a Gerard rookie, rookie in there, Futera rookie, which again not particularly valuable. Probably goes for about 50, 60 quid, and it's just that kind of thing. There is so undervalued when you think, man, this is his first card. Like, why is this 50, 60 quid when you know someone's maybe not even got rookie on it anymore, but because it's a specific player, it's going for three hundred raw. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's beggar's belief. It's hard to get my head around sometimes, you know? No, definitely. And I think, like we said, that Futera, the late 90s, early 1000 Futeras have some of the nicest design cards and they're di- very different. I think that's the best way. So the only ways for people to see them, just check them out on eBay or wherever it may be you check out your cards because there's some lovely cards in there. And some people don't know, like, for example, there's a Leeds United set as well, which is really nice. There's a Celtic one as well, I believe. Um, mm. Arsenal, obviously. Um, but some of these cards are lovely. I've personally got some in my collections. I've got some like early, I've got 97 to 99 where it's like Vengar and then mm. Spurkamp. And some of these cards, they, you won't get a similar design from Tops or Panini. They're very unique. I think that's the best way to put these cards in. There's just something about them, these Futera ones. That I'm like, I really like these, really collect them. And some of them are like embossed. Some of them are like obviously got foils. Yeah. And, but as of, at the time, foils on a card were very rare. So, yeah, great to see, and I no doubt we all look very look forward to uh, seeing seeing them when they're back, and hopefully we hopefully you get some really nicer uh, grades on it. But I think the last subject I just want to talk about is your PC itself, because obviously also a part of everyone's collection is buying and selling or potential. Your main PC, obviously, a lot of people might not know, a lot of people might do. Just say like what what your actual PC is, and but what I want to know what was your first purchase if you can remember when you properly in the hobby for the PC. My first purchase was actually a probably it's probably actually a David Beckham to be honest with you, um, only because I was looking at it and I was like, man, I just remember that. I just remember watching that free kick 
that got us in. <laughs> and I was like, man, you know, that's just our client. I've got to have it. I've got to have it. And and it wasn't particularly expensive. It was a base one. It was a bit beaten up. Bought it. Um, it's in one of these boxes somewhere. But it's, yeah, it's that. I mean, my PC is pretty unique. Um, a lot of people are like, why on earth are you collecting him? Or he's shit or he's that. Um, <laughs> so a lot of people look at me when I'm like, I've got Shavi uh, Simons. And they're like, he's awful. I'm like, well, look at the guy's age. And look who he's playing with. There is not a chance in hell that he does not become a better athlete, a better player um, as a result of being around those players. You don't simply, you know, train day in, day out with Neymar, Messi and Mbappe and not improve as a player, you know, both professionally and how you conduct your training and stuff. And he's gone for a bit of a transformation. I think eventually he'll start getting in. And also you've got to look at his international team. He's going to be able to get in at some point. You know, some aging players. So I've got that. I've got Eric Garcia was one of the rookies that I've speculated on. Obviously, he's gone to Barca. I've got a lot of his cards, including um, include some really low-numbered ones. Fabio Silva. Um, I don't have many of his rookies, actually, but I think he's a really good player. He's at Wolves, obviously. He's not, he's not done the best, but, you know, he's been injured. And I think his best is yet to come. And I've got a one-of-one one of him, and I've got some, some low-numbered ones as well. Doesn't have any autos as far as I can remember. But uh, yeah, then I've got some Chelsea legends, you know, the the likes of Viali, uh, you know, Hasselbank, Zola, um, Drogba, Hassel, yeah, Lampards, you know. So I've got some some pretty good players in that from that point of view. But basketball is probably my most valuable PC, should I say? My Michael Jordans are ridiculous. Um, and Dennis Rodman's. So, but mainly Michael Jordan's like I've got a full case of Michael Jordan's now including like rows of slabs and some really rare ones, you know, some some diamond ones where you hold it up to the light and you twist it and it looks like he's going up to the hoop and then in the next clip he actually dunks it, you know. Um, some baseball ones from him as well. So, yeah, I do have a bit of a unique collection. And uh, I, think, I think, yeah, those of those ones that you were talking about just there, uh, I'll have to show you your Arsenal ones. But um, those Futera ones you're talking about there, you know, um, these are <laughs> what what the, what the listeners can't see is that I'm showing you right now the foil ones, the the embossed ones from that from that set. You know, the Wengers, the Vieiras, the Henri's. These are the the Burkamps. You know, these are the ones that have all come from from that set. You know, and the embossed ones were so cool because at the time that would have been like hitting a a parallel or hitting a foil would have been like hitting a low numbered like to, to twenty five or something. You know, and uh, now people look at it and they're like couple of quid I'm like, I'm like man look that's tony adams foil there you know do, do you know how hard that would have been to hit some kid would have been screaming his eyes out to get that at some point you know um it's just it's just interesting how it goes as an reef here yeah now you're going to make me spend more money because i'm going to be chasing after all the falls because i know there's a few i'm missing and uh like we say some of these cards really go under the radar but they are really nice and no doubt get them in a slab as well, which no doubt I'm going to be doing very soon for some of my Arsenal Futeros. They're going to be such a nice card just to have for the PC, because I'm not going to ever sell them, like you say. Now, now I'm definitely being shown up here by someone. I'm the electrics. Here, yeah, I'm sitting here talking <laughs> to a non-Arsenal fan and me showing me Arsenal cards that I want. So I think that's, uh, we might be having a discussion after this call about uh, doing a deal. But like I say, um, I think it's great that the fellow collectors out there not just interested in modern but pre-modern and vintage as well but the last question is i've asked this to a lot of people and everyone's come with a similar 
if you could only pick one product, our current product to buy from, which product would it be? Because a couple of years ago, it would have been about 19 products it was a couple of years ago. Now it's about 40 to 50, and no doubt they're going to bring out curated sets for every single rookie known to earth. But if there was just one collection, you could, like one set you could buy from, what would that set be? Uh, cards or stickers? Let's go cards. Um, cards, if you'd have asked me three months ago, I would three or four months ago, I'd be telling you Merlin Chrome all day. I just love how they look, uh, how they feel. Um, the things like the blue shimmers in there, the you know, the coloured cards as well, the red waves. You know, I've got I've got the Ronaldo uh, Cristiano Ronaldo to five red wave from Merlin. I've got the Billy Gilmore five of five red wave from Merlin. Um, those you know, they they just look and feel premium. As you can tell, it's a really good quality product. Unfortunately, some of their cards have some horrible print lines, particularly the Aqua Prisms. Um, but a lot of the grading companies don't really pay attention to that on the Merlin. They kind of assume that that's part and parcel of getting that card or getting that set. Um, now, now asking me, I'm probably leaning more towards finest. Um, hence, I'm in a couple of breaks and I'm in one this evening, actually, with Card King. Um, and, and again, another set that just feels and looks premium and just so hard to get hold of um, at a reasonable rate to get the teams or players that you want, unless you want to buy the whole box and risk getting some some moody autos then you know it's better to it's better to pick them up in a break if that's how you want to do it you know i did go go for a phase of just going going through loads of breaks with the likes of kardashians tates and crypt you know and those guys and stuff i went through quite a few of those guys um and breaking quite a bit with them and you know and then i flipped over to just buying my own boxes after hitting a bunch of lucas laver autos from Merlin Chrome, the dreaded mate, or Vlacky Domis, or Backer, or Danilo, I was like, nah, you know, I'm, I think my Merlin Chrome lucks ran out. Or they just put the bangers in early, put the actually the absolute fire cards in in the first production batches to see, look, guys, you can hit this, buy more boxes. And I think as it as it's gone, as it's gone on, the the best hits have been harder to come by. The best players, so the best numbered cards or autos have been harder to come by. Um, they're still out there here and there, but um, I just think they've become more uh, more difficult to get hold of, which is funny because the boxes have gone the other way, like the prices have gone up, but the quality of the hits have gone down. But then you look at that rookie, the rookie set from that from that year, last year, it's it's insane. And I don't think we're going to see another rookie set like that for a little while to come. You know, so uh, I do think those I've managed to get myself a case. Um, and I've, I'm keeping it sealed. I don't know if I can still dub it as a sealed case because they've actually opened it customs or whatever. So, but yeah, I've got I've got the boxes there, and I'm not planning to open them. I've so I've been tempted on so many times. The night before the card show, I nearly went in and started digging out a couple of RB boxes, but then my better judgment said no. You know, hold on to them, and they'll be worth a fortune years to come. And even then, at that point, it's like they're like Jake. Jake, the box is now worth. 600 pounds per hobby okay it's now about 300 something like 600 pounds per hobby and i'll still bloody be tempted to open one of them and that and that's and that's the bad thing but well i say good and bad thing it's, it's probably i probably learned my lesson if i opened one and i got another lucas labor auto i'd probably cry but um at least now the the pain is uh is not too bad if you if you do pull one of those <laughs> oh no definitely i think it's fantastic and you mentioned the word sticker so we've got to go for it as well what would be your sticker 
obviously you've mentioned the 98 boxes, the 02 boxes. Is it going to be one of them or are you going to go for the uh, 06? I'm actually going to go for the 06, um, surprisingly enough. Uh, I know there are some massive players in the 98, um, but I think the, the 06, only because, you know, I was born in the early 90s, okay? So at 98, I'd have been too young to understand how how special some of those players were um and especially not having seen too much of them that i could understand what what made them special you know um but 06 i would have been of age where yeah i'm in my teens now my you know my early teens and this guy's mustard he's doing bits you know so that's that's kind of where i can probably say yeah i'll probably go with i'll probably go with the 2006 and the boxes are still reasonable a couple hundred quid um grassroots collectibles hooked me up with one um um to grassroots collectibles yeah someone's hooked, someone hooked me up with one but you know i'll be i'll probably be looking for some more if i can't get my hands on a 98 and a 2002 then i'll probably pick up some more of those but definitely 98 2002 i'm trying to open them for the opening before the opening ceremony of the world cup this year so if i can get my hands on some of those i'll be buzzing and i'll be ripping all of them and I've got to look after young Maxi, old Maxi's uh, cards. Uh, he, he's got a little sealed collection going. I've just one pack of each, not a box, just one pack of each. And uh, he's, he's after an 02 and a 98 that he doesn't have. So uh, uh, I'll save one aside, provided I haven't, uh, if, if I haven't hit what I need to hit, then I'm sorry, mate, I'm ripping that one open. You can, the weight can go on. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. I love to rip World Cups. And like I say, I think, nostalgic reasons as well building up into the world cup everyone always looks back when it comes to the world cup and look to the future as well because i think as soon as the this world cup finishes obviously the next one is canada us and mexico and the the world could be going crazy by then in the trading card world if they're all now looking at soccer but it's been a fantastic chat and no doubt this would be might be the last time we see you on here and to do with the podcast especially but for anyone who doesn't just let, let them know where to find you on the uh, social media yeah, uh, just uh, head over to Instagram and go type in 90s uh, card collector, underscore card, underscore collector. Uh, you'll see there in my, I've got the link tree there with a link to my eBay and also to my Mint Keeper with, I've got an affiliate code there, which gets people 10% off their grading supplies. It's always good if you've got some cards that you like the look of, especially for people new in the hobby, even if you don't think it's a particularly valuable card, if you find it valuable or you like the look of that card or that player, protect your cards man because uh, honestly in years to come a card that's worth two quid today you give it 10 years mate that card could be worth uh, you can add another couple of zeros on that easy very easily you know but i'm definitely loving the card scene right now seeing the, there's a lot of youngsters coming in i see their degenerate cards with dgen jr around at the show he's been cleaning up i remember he came back three times to me at the show he was up tapping me on the shoulder he goes can you buy this can you buy this and then i remember he um had an ngolo kante gold wave to 10 a, and it was a, uh, a gold wave to 10 it was a mgc9 i think it was and uh, i had to buy it off because he was just there like looking up at me like will you buy this please <laughs> and of course being a chelsea fan and rating in golo kante as highly as i do i had to buy it off him <laughs> that's <laughs> no, what it's like all about that. having some fun oh it is it's all fun and games and like we say the car shows are the best of the best whether it's at the shows or afterwards in uh different affiliation where uh, 18 plus only permitted when drinking alcohol but it's always good fun to rip packs drink and just talk cardboard but like we say it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and i think everyone this has really enjoyed this one because it's nice to also have a, 
aspects of looking at stickers as well as cards and also looking at retro and modern but like i say thanks very much and please do come back on the podcast in near future because uh especially building up to the world cup i think we might have to do a world cup special and maybe yeah, even get some packs to rip between us and we're uh hopefully just try and get us or if not we'll be the 22 world cup stickers and no doubt we'll be ripping boxes of that and trying to yeah we'll be trying to sleeve it all but like i say Thank you ever Definitely. so much and good luck Not with everything, not just uh, with yourself, but also with your business. Lovely. Thank you very much, mate. But that has been another episode of the Top Low Podcast and the support has been crazy and we'd just love to say thank you ever so much yet again. But like we say, follow us on the social medias, whether it's Spotify, Apple or Instagram. Fry us questions of who you'd like to see on in the future. But until next time, stay safe, have a brilliant week, but also happy of being. Good night. <laughs>